You're listening to Healthy Living with Eric Sue Podcast, episode number 35. It's another excellent day. Welcome to Healthy Living with Eric Sue Podcast, the one podcast that everyone agrees and says has the best fitness, nutrition, and healthy lifestyle advice in the world. And now, your host, Eric Sue. Hey guys, Eric Sue here. Welcome to another episode of Healthy Living with Eric Sue. We have an energetic ball of fun guest with us today. Her name is Angela McHuston. We will be discussing the, the dis, dysfunction in general population and why corrective exercise is so important. So without any delay, let me introduce you all to Angela. Angela, are you ready to make it happen? I am. Let's make this happen. Cool. Angela McHuston is a N-A-S-M-C-P-T-C-E-S certified personal trainer and corrective exercise specialist and owner of Music Strong, a business that specializes in personal fitness training for musicians. Winner of the 2007 NFA Piccolo Masterclass, Angela received her Master's of Music in Flute Performance from Florida State University and her Bachelor's of Music in Flute Performance from Tennessee Technological University. And an avid performer, Angela is assistant principal, Piccolo of Sinfonia Gulf Coast of Destin, section leader and solo, soloist of the 129th Army Band in Nashville, Tennessee, and performs with the Nashville Philharmonic Columbus Symphony and Nashville Flute Choir. She has performed with such celebrities as Pink Martini, Catherine Jolie, uh, Nancy Griffith, and Carolyn Goodling. Angela is consistently on the search for new research, and her studies include, uh, uh, is it Alexander Technique or Alexander Technique? Uh, Alexander, Bar- it is. Alexander, oh, typo. Uh, <laughs> Barbara uh, Constable or Connable. Uh, whatever, whatever, what every musician needs to know about the body. I'm going to get through this, Angela. Body mapping class and Eva. Uh, Eva Amsler. Amsler classes in dynamic integration. In addition to live workshop with uh, NASM, most recently competing, uh, completing the two-day advanced workshop in Denver in August 2014. Wow, it's a math mouthful, but. Uh, <laughs> That's just a little bit, I, I swear, a little bit about who you are, Angela. Uh, could you share with our audience a little bit more about who you are and how you got started with Music Strong? Sure thing, sure thing. So I've always been a musician at heart, but I've always had a passion for fitness. And uh, I almost actually became a massage therapist, and then I decided I would miss the flute too much, which sounds mm-hmm. kind of funny, but I decided to follow my heart and figure it out later. So Two degrees in music performance later, I decided I had enough knowledge and I wanted to go out on my own, and then I had no job. So uh, at the time, I was married and didn't know anybody and moved to a new place and didn't have anything to do and said, you know, I'm going to dedicate this year to fitness, and I'm going to learn everything possible. And so I did a figure competition, and that it was an interesting situation. Um, that's a whole other conversation. But because of it, I decided um, there's a whole lot about the realm of fitness. I really don't know. There's more bro science that I knew than real science. And I decided that that wasn't where I wanted to be. So I decided to follow my passion and uh, get a, a personal training certification. And I tried one first and 
found that I really did enjoy it. It was kind of a trial run, and so then I decided to get something a little more legit in my mind and um, found NASM, and they offered something called corrective exercise. Uh, I gave a workshop at the Florida Flute Association Convention on strength training for efficient flute playing, which sounds absolutely ridiculous to think about it, but it's true. And I had, it was well attended, and I had a lot of people come up and say, wow, that was really interesting. Nobody's talking about this. Do you travel to give workshops? And I thought, no, but I should, and I bet I could. So Music Strong was born. <laughs> and out of that, um, I, I got my corrective exercise specialization, and uh, I've used it. It's kind of, the way that I would describe that for people who don't know what that is, it's, it's very similar to physical therapy, but there's more strength training involved. There's a lot of mobility work, but there's a lot of strength training, more, I guess more advanced strength training, I guess, for the lack of better terminology. But that's, that's kind of what I do. So I'm here in Nashville, and I, I'm still an active musician. I love to play. Uh, and I teach a lot of flute lessons, which I know is kind of funny, but uh, so half of my time is split between teaching uh, musicians and the other half is between training them. Very good, very good. I'm trying to picture um, your types of clientele. And um, mm -hmm. is it your typical, you know, I need to lose weight and so I can play the flute better or be a better musician? Um, maybe paint a better picture for us. Absolutely. Um, because it is such a niche and it's almost a completely untapped market, I only know of two other places in the U.S. doing anything remotely like this. Um, most people have no idea what I do. They don't understand. So but just like you said, is it do I lose weight to play the instrument better? And no, that's really not what I do. I mean, most of my clientele, because I'm still building up my clientele, so I have a lot of the general population I want to, quote, get toned type you know, but I really specialize in people with injuries, people who want to prevent injuries, people who come out of surgery. I just got finished with a client right now. Um, she can't do much of anything because her shoulders, her uh, levators and traps are so overactive. Her neck will just take over for every movement she does. So we're working on releasing that and getting her rhomboids and low traps to start firing before we can really progress to anything else. So my clientele is mostly general population with some musicians sprinkled in at the moment. Um, they, the musicians that come see me are generally musicians that either have some sort of injury or they want to prevent injury. Um, I've trained a vocalist, and her thing was that she, was, she had a lot of forward head posture issues, punched forward, you know, that, and that in and of itself caused her issues with her being able to sing properly. You know, it inhibited her diaphragm, it inhibited her breathing, which she didn't even know. So we worked a lot on releasing her pecs and her traps and getting her opened up in the front and strengthening those muscles on the backside, and suddenly her, her voice just took off. Very good, very good. Before we go into it even further, Angela, what is one cool mm -hmm. or unique fact about yourself? Let our audience know a little bit more Boy. about who this person is. Oh, gosh. I decided to become a Renaissance woman when I was about 12. I thought that was the coolest thing ever. So I've kind of made it my life mission to know a little bit about a lot of things. <laughs> so I like to shoot guns. I like to ballroom dance. I love to bake. I like to mow my own yard. You know, you name it. <laughs> that's cool. No, that's cool. Hey, yeah. It is. It is. That's my goal in life. Have a little bit in common with everybody. Very good. Very good. Um <laughs> When, when we talk about corrective exercise, and you said it's not so much physical therapy, I believe, um, mm 
Correct. What would you tell somebody who um, wants to know more about it? Um, well, basically, I would tell them kind of what I have already told you. It's, well, you know, when you come in to see me, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a movement assessment. I'm going to find out how you move, where do you have compensations, lower body, upper body, all those different subsystems that work together. Where, where are you compensating? Because everybody has compensations. Um, so where I'm going to give you a movement assessment, find out those things, and then we're going to work from there to find out, okay, so if you're, oh, let's say your glutes don't work, just like everybody's don't work. Your glutes don't work. Well, your hip flexors are tight. Why? Because you sit at a disc all day. Okay. So we're going to work on lengthening those hip flexors, getting them to shut off, and then we're going to work on getting your glutes to fire, and then we're going to work on getting your TVA, your deep core, intrinsic core stabilizers to work, and then that travels all the way up and down the chain. So that's a little more global as opposed to physical therapy, which is much more specifically localized in strengthening maybe one muscle or one specific area. I will do that, but I'm also looking at the person as a whole. Very good, very good. Now, as far as the types of people you see, we know we, we see mu musicians and all types of mm -hmm. musicians as well as singers and so forth. Sure, absolutely. Everybody from conductors to electric bass players. And so most of their issues would be what, though? What would you categorize their issues? Most of what I see has to do with overuse injury. Uh, musicians, believe it or not, have the highest work injury rates of any profession. It's 90 to 95% of musicians are injured as a direct result of playing their instrument or doing what they love. Conductors are included in that. They're not... They're not playing an instrument, but they are, you know, if you ever go to the symphony, you watch them, they're waving their arms in front of them. Well, mm. you can imagine the kind of issues, the kind of stress that will place on the pecs and on the the, neck, the deep neck flexors and your anterior delts and all that, and if you don't combat that, if you don't get the, the muscles on the posterior side strengthened, you're going to be so far forward. So um, what I deal mostly with is overuse injuries. A lot of that, I see a lot of people with tendonitis, um, a lot of shoulder injuries, neck injuries, well, mostly shoulder, but then some elbow, forearm stuff, wrist tendonitis. A lot of musicians think they have carpal tunnel when they actually don't. Um, mm. I have actually talked to two separate ART practitioners, and they have all said that the, the, uh, they've never seen a true case of carpal tunnel. It all has to do with the forearm muscles being overtight and compression on the carpal tunnel. You release the forearm muscles, you stretch them, you get the inflammation down, the problem's gone. No surgery necessary. But most musicians don't know that. So that's, that's my goal is to help them get over that. Right, right. And you said ART, and that stands for Activation Release Technique? Active Release Technique, yes. Okay. Um, you didn't think I knew that, right? No. Um, ah. <laughs> I, just want, I just wanted to make sure my audience knew what that was. Um, Absolutely. Now, as far as what you walk people through, um, what kind of experience could people expect from uh, your services? Well, it kind of depends on what you're actually wanting from me. If you're, if you're the, you know, the typical person, I just want to get, quote, toned, I want to lose fat, I want to whatever, that's going to be a little different than somebody who's come, come to me with an acute issue. But the general, the general premise is the same. Everybody gets a movement assessment first, and I reevaluate them in four to six weeks, find out how you're doing, what has changed, what's not changed, where do we still need to go from here. Um, every workout starts with 
foam rolling, and I do that first. We find out, okay, say uh, your calves are tight. Well, I know that's that because your feet, your arches flatten, they turn out, you know, all those kinds of things. So uh, we're going to foam roll, then we're going to stretch whatever we found was tight, and then we're going to do some mobility drills and some activation drills to get the underactive muscles firing again. And then I'm going to integrate that all into a, a global system with, you know, whole body movements or focusing. I focus a lot on um, posterior chain stuff, deadlifts, rows, face pulls, you know, anything that will, that will you know, rotator cuff stuff, anything that will pull the body backwards because we spend so much time going forward. And that's not just musicians. That's desk jockeys. That's truck drivers. That's people who work at a bank because we all end up hunched over a computer at some point or hunched over our dinner plates or hunched over our steering wheels. It's just the lifestyle that we lead. So it tends to be um, a non-population-specific thing. So I do a lot of posterior chain, backward rowing, those kind of things, inverted rows, TRX rows, kettlebells, uh, deadlifts, those kinds of things, and not so much body part-specific training. And then, you know, we might throw in some fun stuff, like, mm. you know, burpees. Just kidding, those aren't fun. Um, you know, we might throw in some uh, battle ropes or beating on a tire or punching punching bags and, you know, just stuff like that. But I'm going to start everybody with, uh, well, most everybody. It depends on where you are in your training life. But most people who come to me are pretty deconditioned or untrained. So I'm going to start them all with, with general, you know, couple sets of 15, then we graduate to, to higher than that, and then we kind of work our way up the OPT model, and then, you know, we get into throwing barbells and stuff. It's fun. Yeah, and <laughs> um, all that stuff is very valuable, and I've always said this to my clients, which is it's not if you have the tool, it's how you use tools that yes. make the difference, and, and um, the way you're using it is definitely very specific to each person and uh, for their goals, so that's really good. Now, as far as um, well, I have the question in my head. As far as as what you do with each person, um, do you find that people are hmm, how would you say unsure about what you actually do, or do you find that people actually uh, when they look you up and, and uh, they see your flute lesson uh, video, for example, do they really know what you do? <laughs> I, I get a mix of both, honestly, because people find me through, uh, you know, search in terms like fitness trainer in Nashville, and then they look up flute lessons in Nashville. I come up for both. And that's, it, it, it works well for me because I do do both, but it also can work against me because people get confused. And like I said, it, it is a, it's a niche, and it's an untapped market, so to speak. So it's, I get a little bit of both, but um Generally, people who come find me um, through who are finding me through the internet are usually looking for what I'm doing specifically. Okay, good, good. And uh, she did say she's in Nashville, and although I am in Chicago, um, geographically, it does not really matter too much, does it? Or does it kind of matter? A little bit. You know, I've done some sessions over Skype. It's obviously not the ideal way to go, but I mean, if you know, I can't be everywhere, and why not? You know, why not try a Skype session? I can, I can give you a movement assessment over Skype. I can watch you move. I can make some notes. I can tell you what to do. The only thing that's that's really kind of a hindrance is if you don't have a foam roller, if you don't have any wall space, if you don't have, you know, I can't touch you. That kind of thing. Other than that, you know, that's that's I've definitely done training sessions over Skype, and I, you know, I travel to where people are occasionally, and you know, I can make that happen. I travel to give workshops, and so I travel around the country a lot. Great, great, great. Um, 
Do you have any uh, tips or anything that uh, you could share with um, our listeners who either are musicians, know of others who are musicians, uh, things that you pro- pr- would look for to help these people out if they are having any problems uh, performing? Uh, yeah, but could you be a little more specific? You know, uh, let's just say they are in a band or something and uh, either they're playing the drums or they are a guitarist. Uh, I think you shared huh? with me one time you had a, was hmm. it uh, Nate or someone that you said has a, a success story? Oh, that's right. Yeah, I have a, a bass player. He came to me. Um, he he came to me with um, uh, some severe posterior shoulder pain. I mean, he could not play for more than two minutes at a time before he'd have to stop. And I do mean stop for a while. He just could not play. Um, I mean, the, the, the extreme fatigue in his hands prevented him from playing, and then the pain in his shoulder was so much he couldn't move. So when he came to see me, that's what he was dealing with, and I found out that you know, his his shoulder was anteriorly rotated and inwardly rotated, and his rotator cuff was crazy weak, and uh, mid-traps, low-traps were not firing levators, and upper-traps were just way overactive, you know, all kinds of things, and it's mostly on his left side. So I had him come in and bring his bass, and I said, okay, I want you to sit here and show me how you play. Show me how you play. Do you sit down usually? Do you stand? Show me both ways. And, you know, I found out that he, he actually had a double strap. So he'd been trying to fix things for a while and couldn't do it, but he had a double strap instead of one, but he was still, the way that the base was hanging, he still had to compensate with his body to hold it in the right position, and that was all just working against him. So he quit playing for a while, and we worked together for several months. Um, he got a lacrosse ball, which is one of my favorite tools. I keep one in my flute bags. Anytime I go to a, uh, I'm about to have a, a, a rehearsal or an orchestra performance, I know I'm going to be playing for several hours. I'll roll out the pecs and, and rhomboids and, and all those types of things, and that will help. And he started doing the same thing. And uh, I sent him to see an ART practitioner for his forearms because I could only release so much. And uh, he got in there, and after a couple sessions, that really helped. But if you go on my website under testimonials, you'll see a testimonial from Zach, and that's him. He is one of my success stories because he decided that he didn't want me to just do the work for him. A lot of clients want you do everything for them. Well, I see you once a week. You know, I should be skinny by next week, right? No, that's... <laughs> I see you one hour a week or two hours, even three hours. That's not how it works. And he knew that. So I gave him tools. He took those tools and diligently worked on them every day at home, before he practiced, after he practiced, before he went to bed, all these different things. And he came up with his own methodology, his own routine of what works for him. And I think he actually laid that out in his testimonial. You know, he went through a series of, he iced it, he stretched it, he bought something called an arm aid, and you can look that up on uh, com. That will release, it's, it's basically a self-myofascial release for your arms. Like you can massage your forearms, which we all know is next to impossible. So that helped him, and then I showed him some stretches, and we worked on strengthening his core, which was crazy weak. His glutes didn't fire at all, so it was this whole global system, but... We worked on it, and he was diligent about it on his end, and I have not seen him in months because he can play now with no problem whatsoever. More no than problem. two minutes at a time. More than two minutes. He, he, last time I saw him, he said, man, I had his two-hour rehearsal. It was crazy awesome, and I didn't hurt at all. Wow. Wow, that is that's, super. That's because my job is done here. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> um, 
you know, those are awesome success stories and just a testament to, you know, your wisdom, knowledge and skills. And I, that's that's so valuable. Uh, a lot of my listeners, you know, they're just confused or they just want to know what mm. works. And, you know, I, I want to say that your approach uh, definitely has some merit uh, testimony like Zach that that definitely is proof. So um, great, great work. Um, you know, in general, overall, what would you say your philosophy is about with health and wellness? Ooh, that's broad. Um, I might be a little different. I think the whole everything in moderation thing, I'm a big fan of that because the OCD method will only get you so far for a while and then you become obsessive and then it'll backfire on you. So you can't just do mobility work. You can't just do bodybuilding splits. You can't just do X, Y, or Z. There's merit in everything, and I think that there's, you know, all different kinds of things are valuable for some some people, but you have to find out what your client will specifically adapt to. Kind of the same thing with teaching. You know, if I have a student come to me and they learn one way and I learn another way, well, I'm going to have to understand how they learn so I can teach them via that way. Same with your client. You have to understand, like this client I just had a second ago, she's a kinesthetic learner. Most people are aural, visual, or kinesthetic. She's kinesthetic, which means unless she can feel something, she's not going to retain it. So knowing that, she really responds well to cues. Like I'll touch her shoulder blades and say, squeeze here, or that kind of thing. And I have another client who just, will you show me first? I have to see it first. And knowing that kind of thing is helpful. Also, staying up on your continuing education. There's, there are so many things that have merit. You know, well, is CrossFit good or is CrossFit bad? What about kettlebells? What about this or that? I think it's all good and there's merit in everything, but you have to understand it. You have to go seek it out for yourself. And then you have to understand your client, what they can and cannot do. And just because something worked for you doesn't mean it's going to work for most people. And that's a, that's a hard one to deal with. But if you have all these tools and tricks in your bag, you can pull them out at, at, at any time and apply them to the right person. And what works well for another person may or may not work well for another person. But if you have another tool to help them, then everybody gets results. So that's that's kind of my philosophy. No, it's great. And I guess that works well with the whole Renaissance woman thing, doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) You know, going back to all that, yes, of course, it is very, very good. Um, (laughs) We're already about 20-some minutes into this podcast, so time flies and when we're having fun. Yeah. uh, Just the last few questions, and maybe I'll throw in a fun one for you. But um, you may have said this, but what are your three – Top three fitness tips for anyone listening, uh, in your opinion, about health and wellness. Mm, top three. We'll give you one more if you want. No, well, I mean, it's just it's so broad. Um, okay, top one, don't assume you have the answer. Mm. You might not know. You might think you know, and then everything you know is wrong. Don't be afraid to refer out to somebody else because if you help somebody, and you've referred them to someone else and, and they're fixed, they might come back to you. They might send you all kinds of business. It's not a mark on your character to say, I don't know and I can't help you. Instead of just trying to, to say, well, I need the money, I've got it. Mm-mm. It's okay to say, I don't know. Um, that's, that's one of my first things. Um, the second one would probably be, what tips for health and wellness? Hmm. Employ a foam roller. And mm-hmm. if you don't know what that is, look it up. 
Self-myofascial release is a wonderful, wonderful, underutilized tool. I'm glad to see it gaining popularity, but I know it's still kind of a new thing. Uh, it's absolutely invaluable. If you've ever had a massage, you understand how you get that hurt-so-good pain, and then you get off the table and you feel all kinds of better. You're mobile. You, you, I mean, you just feel good, right? Well, if you start every workout with that and every client that you have comes in and you can um, – you can get their, their personal compensations to relax with that foam rolling, that's another thing that they can get an immediate result, and that gives you credibility in their eyes. And that kind of goes along with, you know, staying up on your, your continuing education. I mean, don't think that, like I said, don't think you know it all. Just because you learned something once and you did it once and it worked once for you doesn't mean, that doesn't mean anything, honestly, because you have to have all that knowledge that continues to grow because things are always changing. Yeah. Um, the next one, the, the top three, gosh. Health Just one more, Angela. Uh, <laughs> one more, golly. I mean, make this difficult. <laughs> I would say strive for balance in your life, and that's that's a real vague thing, but if you spend all your time in the gym and you don't go outside and have fun, or you spend all your time blogging and working on your website and you don't enjoy hobbies or you don't take time to eat that hamburger once in a while or, you know, I mean, like I said, all kinds of things in moderation. Life is meant to be lived and just, it's not just simply the pursuit of being shredded. You know, that doesn't respond well with some clients anyway. I mean, if that's your goal, that's awesome and you go do it and you, you love it and you live it. That is fine. But I think it's so important to have balance in your life, mental, physical, spiritual, all of that. It's, it's, it's something that you're never going to have perfectly, but perfection is not the goal. Very good. That's, very about, good. As, that's about as all I can say, I think. No, I, you know, I was writing these things down, you know, not knowing it all, all the time. That's a very, very uh, great point. Because uh, once you've done that, I mean, I think you're, you're like a superhuman being then, right? <laughs> yeah, right. And, and then, uh, you know, foam rolling, definitely use... Do you use the long run, the long rollers, or do you use uh, the ball? Or I have the ball. three foot and I have the one foot. I, I buy a whole bunch and sell them to my clients. They like the one foot one cool. better, but I also use uh, lacrosse balls. Those yes. are great for getting into your calves when they're really mm. upset, or mm. in between your shoulder blades, all that. Light, all that nice, stuff. nice. And then you know, balance is a huge thing. I, I've, you know, personally. Uh, always strive to have balance in all aspects of my life. And I think uh, some people in, have uh, imbalance in that, and, and you can see it, right? Obviously, their health or their whatever. So, Oh, yeah, and we have all been there, and we've had times we're better at it than others. But I think if you're, you're continually striving to say, oh, okay, you know what, I have been, I've worked too hard. It is okay to have those boundaries and say no to things and say, no, I'm not going to take any more clients today. I'm going to go have fun. And no, I'm not going to answer emails. And no, I'm not going to answer the phone. You can reach me tomorrow. That is okay. Oh, yeah. my gosh, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't think that's okay. We have to be in touch all the time. But that's, how, that's part of how you achieve balance in life. Be cool. the phone at home once in a while. So here's a um, fun question for you. You had mentioned that yeah, you did body, bodybuilding competitions, right? Oh, gosh, yeah. And uh, I know some of my listeners will be like, wow, what did she do for her diet? Could you just just quickly just go over that real quick? Not that people should be doing this, but just to prove that there is a specific diet for everything. Well, I don't know if it's the best thing because I hired an Internet guru and I blew out my thyroid, so I would tell you not to do that. Um. 
quite honestly. It was eat every two hours, two and a half hours, six to eight meals a day. It, it bred uh, obsessive compulsiveness. I didn't have any fun in life. It was, I mean, I, I think it was a very bad way to do it because I didn't know any better. I was completely ignorant, but I wanted it, and I had six weeks to do it. So I ate nothing but fish and asparagus. And oh, Well, look in any bodybuilding magazine. You're going to see it. Oats and egg whites, chicken, fish, and asparagus. I didn't have hardly any fat. I had a few different types of vegetables. I wasn't allowed hardly anything else, and that was just, and then I was training twice a day, seven days a week, no foam rolling, no mobility work. It was the dumbest thing I've ever done. <laughs> no offense. And, and part, of, part of me still wants to go back and do another figure competition and do it. That's part of why I got on the track that I'm on now, because I thought, wow, that was the dumbest thing I've ever done. I could have really destroyed my, my like I said, I blew out my thyroid. It does not work for the rest of my life, yeah. and that's, that's not good. And I don't want anybody else to go down that path. Um, and so part of me thinks, I know there are sane ways to do this, and there are plenty of people who do it in a balanced, healthy way. I just picked the wrong one, and I would love to do that at some point. But yes, there, there is still a methodology to getting lean. I just, I'll be perfectly honest, I don't know that I have completely found it, mm. because a part of me really also doesn't want to attempt even going down that path again. But yeah. there are people that can do it in a sane healthy balanced way yeah that's a whole new show for the future perhaps uh, you know um you know competing Maybe. and dieting and all that good stuff that could be a future show um since you have some experience in that some of my guests or i should say some <laughs> of my audience may be curious to know about that but um how do people get a hold of you angela and what is any last piece of advice you could share well, you can find me online. My website is www.musicstrong.com. You can find me on Facebook, same thing, facebook.com slash musicstrong. I'm on Twitter. I don't tweet a lot because, I'll, honestly, I forget about it, but I'm under Flute Angel, which is with a J. Uh, you can find me on Instagram under Music Strong Angela. You can find me on Pinterest. I'm all over the place. Um, you can find, uh, if you have a whole bunch of blog articles up there, so that should be pretty easy. I am in Nashville. Uh, downtown, the gym that I train at is in, is in downtown, and I travel. So, um, Last piece of advice, you guys, we're all really blessed to do what we love, and we get to help others achieve their goals. Don't take that for granted. It's a fun life and love it. Very good. Very concise. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, like, uh, like I said to you earlier, I actually will be in Nashville next week, and I look forward to that Ooh! opportunity to personally uh, see you and, and check out what you are all about. And um, Likewise, I'm looking forward to it. It should be fun. We'll talk off air a little bit about those details. But uh, thank you so much, Angela. It was fun. You had some powerful information, very, very wise uh, knowledge about how to stay in shape, use corrective exercise, um, and be the best performer you can. So I appreciate that, and I will let you go. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us today on Healthy Living with Eric Sue. Head over to ericwsue.com for full recaps of every show and Eric's health and wellness blog. Your healthy living life is waiting for you, so stay active and be safe.